You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. You know how that goes from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And that is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Welcome into this Locked on Browns podcast. Again, this is the Locked on Browns podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller. That's at J A R E D K M U E L L E R on Twitter. You can always get a hold of me there, talk to me there. I love engaging with the fans and with people and pushing towards the 2,500 followers. So for me, that's a number that seems pretty big. Um, You know, down the road, we'll get a bigger one. But I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the ups and downs of the weather, uh, all the snow uh, after the warmth and the fact that I need to mow my lawn while also the fact that there's snow on the ground. So as we uh, kick into the uh, kind of the third week of March, we get today to deal with uh, some Kirk Cousins rumors to kind of close the book on Terrell Pryor and to kind of look forward to what is kind of left in free agency for the Browns and maybe then for other teams. So um, starting off, uh, we have the rumor from Pro Football Focus um, that said that the Cleveland Browns, that there's a growing belief in some circles that the Browns will try to acquire Cousins uh, via trade. I'm sorry, this is Pro Football Talk. Make sure I said the right one. Pro Football Talk, that the Browns are uh, willing or going to try to trade for Kirk Cousins which you know if you've listened to the Lockdown Browns podcast for any amount of time, you know that that is something that I have talked about. And when the options were either trading for Jimmy Garoppolo or trading for Kirk Cousins, you know that my favorite option was trading for Kirk Cousins, someone who has proven what he can do. Now, am I saying Kirk Cousins is great, awesome, you know, whatever term you want to use? No, obviously I'm not saying that. But I do think he's better than Andy Dalton by a decent amount. He is better than Andy Dalton. And the only issue there is, is whether he is good getting in the way of great. But, which you guys all know is a concern for me with Andy Dalton, but Cousins has proved that he can do something as long as he's surrounded by a lot of talent. Do the Browns have, quote unquote, a lot of talent? Maybe not, but I think they believe that the combination of Kenny Britt, Corey Coleman, uh, Gary Barnage, Seth DeValve, Duke Johnson, Isaiah Crowell is a group that will grow and will continue to get better. And so uh, with the possibility of Josh Gordon coming back, again, small possibility, but it is a possibility. With the develop, possible development of Ricardo Lewis, of Rashard Higgins, uh, doubtful with Jordan Payton, but maybe the Browns bring in another wide receiver or a tight end, something like that in the draft. I think Kirk Cousins would give the Browns an opportunity to really uh, take kind of that next step forward. Uh With Kirk Cousins, I believe the Browns would compete uh, for the division next year, given what I would expect out of a trade 
uh, I'm sorry, not out of the trade, out of the draft, even after the trade, right? So even after the Browns trade, what most likely would be the number 12 pick and possibly some other picks, whether this year or next year, I still see the Browns loading up on defense. And so with number one, they're going to take Miles Garrett, talk more about him at a future date and why I'm so certain of that. They will take Miles Garrett with the number one pick. Still most likely have either 33 or 52, or maybe both, to add a uh, free safety, which is kind of uh, their biggest need after quarterback at this point in time, is to get a free safety uh, who can cover a lot of ground. Um, So I can see the Browns really competing with Kirk Cousins. Does that mean the Browns are going to make this trade? Probably not. Again, there's not a lot about what the Browns have done so far that says, hey, we're going to move a lot of picks and a lot of money for a quarterback. Instead, what they've done is they put a lot of money in their offensive line between Joel Thomas, sorry, Joe Thomas, Joel Betonio, J.C. Treader, and Kevin Zeitler. The Browns are paying their offensive line so that a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal or a cheap deal makes a lot more sense. And then later, when that quarterback needs a big contract, the Browns will likely have to have maybe a little bit cheaper offensive linemen. It just makes a lot of sense from a how do you spend your resources? And it also is helpful for the Browns to have a great offensive line to make it easier for a young quarterback. You don't want the young quarterback doing a lot of what Cody Kessler did last year, which I think is a combination of Kessler uh, and the offensive line, who wasn't overly terrible. But you don't want them looking at the rush. You don't want them feeling overwhelmed, uh, feeling like they can't kind of go through their timing. And so uh, an offensive line does that. It allows time for receivers to get open and opens big holes for uh, the running game. So the Kirk Cousins rumors make sense partially because, as I've said, any Cleveland, uh, any quarterback will be connected to the Cleveland Browns. And generally speaking, any free agent will be connected to the Cleveland Browns because they have the money. And for agents, it makes sense to connect their players. It's likely that Tony Jefferson got more money in Baltimore because the Browns were involved. And obviously the Browns were involved. And there's reports that the Browns spent more or offered more to Jefferson than the Ravens did. My guess is that offer got him some more money out of Baltimore. I mean, not the same amount that the Browns were offering, but got him more money. Kirk Cousins to the Cleveland Browns, is it possible? When you look at the rest of the Pro Football Talk uh, article, it says that Cousins was specifically concerned about being traded to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that happens, right? I mean, the Browns haven't been good. That's a conversation that's going to happen. Um, and obviously, none of this matters if the Browns aren't going to get an extension with Kirk Cousins. So the fact that they say he doesn't want to come here, that's going to be negated by the fact that if the Browns are going to make a big deal to trade for Cousins, they're also going to get some kind of long-term contract worked out. They're not just going to make a deal for him uh, with the expectation of continuing to franchise tag him, which next year is like $34 million. Uh, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, sorry, in this article, it says $29 basically million. I've seen other places that believe it's $34 million. So Kirk Cousins to the Browns will only happen if they're able to get Cousins to sign a long-term extension. If not, we automatically know that he doesn't want to be here and the Browns are going to make the deal. So it's kind of a simple, easy kind of thing. Number two for today on this Locked on Browns podcast. Again, my name is Jared Mueller. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D. 
K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R, is closing the book on Terrell Pryor. Now, I said on Twitter earlier, uh, late last week, uh, early this weekend, that I believed it's possible that Terrell Pryor would be interested in coming back to the Browns after one season in Washington, especially if he fires his agent. Why? A, Washington is a dumpster fire at this point in time. They're making the Browns look like a smoothly run organization. So I could see him going there and missing Hugh Jackson, right? Hugh Jackson is someone who believed in Terrell Pryor, gave him opportunities, and put him in the best position to succeed. I'm not sure Jay Gruden, who is, seems like a great coach and all, he doesn't seem as open to the kind of personality and stuff, uh, the kind of uh, fatherly figure that a Hugh Jackson is. He seems a little bit more gruff. Again, not right or wrong, just is. And the other thing is, I don't know if he's going to really get the kind of targets that he wants. The Redskins are dealing with, uh, they've got Jordan Reed, um, they've got Josh Doxson, they've got Crowder, um, they've got some receivers there, some tight ends. Again, they're dealing with the fact that Pierre Garçon has moved on and Deshaun Jackson has moved on. But will Terrell Pryor see 140 targets like he did last year with the Browns? That's doubtful. And so as we look at and kind of close the, the, the kind of the door on Pryor and his time in Cleveland, it's possible that that door reopens next year. Uh, but also on Pro Football Talk, uh, Mike Florio kind of focuses on what it would take for Terrell to get more than the $6 million. Because again, it's been reported as $8 million, when the reality is that it's only $6 million with a uh, $2 million worth of bonuses. And so when we look at those bonuses, it's really interesting. Um, he can get a quarter of a million dollars for 60 catches. Remember that last year, he had 70-some with 140 targets. Um, He'll get a total of just over a half a million, so total for 70 catches, and he'll get a million dollars if he has 80 catches or more. Okay, so a million of his two million to get it up to seven million would be if he has 80 or more receptions. And then for receiving yards, uh, if he gets to a thousand yards, which he barely got to last year, he gets three hundred thousand dollars. Cool. If he gets to 1250, he gets a half a million dollars. So if he gets over 80 receptions and over 1,250 yards receiving, he gets another half a million dollars, which is nothing for what looks like a very, very good season. And then he has a bonus for touchdowns. Um, if he gets six, he gets 100,000, eight, he gets 300,000, and he gets 10 or more, he gets 500,000. So to get his full $8 million, Terrell Pryor has to have 80 or more receptions, over 1,250 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns or more odds of him getting all of those is pretty low these are actually considered by nba standards to be a uh, unreachable uh, or unlikely to be reached uh, or bonuses so the assumption from a salary cap perspective is that he's going to get paid six million dollars whoop-de-doo-dah terrell glad that worked out for you buddy but for the Browns, it's time to move forward with Kenny Britt, Corey Coleman, and the rest of the guys. So it's a good time to kind of wrap up where the Browns are uh, based on free agency. So what moves have they made? Where are they going? All of that kind of stuff. Um, as we kind of look to turn the page a little bit, 
There are not a lot of starters left out there. Um, Hightower is one. Uh, looks like he's between the Jets, Steelers, and Patriots. And really, it seems like he's just doing everything he can to get the Patriots to pay him more money. Uh, TJ McDonald, uh, the a safety out of St. Louis, Los Angeles, wherever they are, Rams, has an issue that most likely is going to lead to him being suspended for two games next year. So I think it's a really interesting process for the Browns to try to decide what they want to do with that because his his arrest and everything is, isn't really fitting into what the Browns' uh, kind of culture is. And so it'll be interesting if they're able to bring him in. At this point in time, he seems like one of the few starting level players that are out there that the Browns would really need uh, because I think it's very clear that secondary safety help is really what is missing on this team. Uh, besides that, the Browns have loaded up on the offensive side of the ball. Once again, after drafting a bunch of players, the Browns loaded up on the offensive side. And again, what the Browns did was they looked at, I've talked about market inefficiencies a lot. They looked at them and said, wow, in the draft, there is not a lot of guards um, guards or tackles on the offensive line. There are a few, Dan Feeney, Pat Elfline, those kind of guys, but there's not a lot of offensive line help. And so instead, boom, Kevin Zeitler, J.C. Treader, they get the offensive linemen now as they wait for the draft. What they've also done is, instead of spending a ton of money while they tried to get Tony Jefferson and, and some other guys, instead of, instead of spending a ton of money on the defensive side of the ball, they look at an amazingly deep defensive class and the fact that they have a ton of draft picks, and they're going to attack the draft that way. So the defensive side of the ball still needs some players, right? With Miles Garrett at number one, um, that 12, I expect the Browns to go quarterback. So whether they trade that for Kirk Cousins, I doubt it, or they draft a guy, I expect the Browns to go quarterback at number 12 if they decide not to trade up. And then at 33, 52, and kind of all down the list, I really expect a lot of defensive players. A player like Curtis Samuel, who could play the slot and be a running back, might make some sense. Uh, in the third round if he falls all the way down. Um, but again, the Browns can attack the draft on the defensive side of the ball because of all their picks and because of all of the talent in the draft. They're able to do that, and it's just smart for a team that has a lot of needs. Besides that, on the offensive or on the in free agency, Austin Pastor, last year's right ta starting right tackle, is still a free agent. It's unlikely he returns, even though the Browns uh, obviously haven't kind of said no. The reality is, is if he comes back, he competes with Sean Coleman for the right tackle job uh, and knows that the Browns want Sean Coleman to get that right tackle position. So being the swing guy on a team isn't really exactly what Pastor was looking for. I would expect to see him get more attention than he is, but he just hasn't. And then Isaiah Crowell, the restricted free agent, uh, there's still a lot of talks. There were rumors that uh, teams were interested or reached out about him. Um, I think a lot of that was to figure out what would the Browns trade him for if they could find a, uh, a draft pick. It's unlikely in this very good draft that the Browns would uh, trade a second round pick or get a second round pick for Isaiah Crowell. It's possible. 
It's very unlikely, uh, given the fact that there are some that believe that Cook, Fournette, um, one of those guys could actually fall all the way down into the second round or late in the first. And so I doubt the Browns get anything uh, of value for Isaiah Crowell. Instead, they will look to re-sign him. They're still working on what that looks like, um, but they want to get a deal done. So does Crowell's uh, agent. The problem is the running back class, the free agent class, hasn't gotten anything. I mean, they've gotten so little money that it's hard for both the Browns and his agent to really put a value on him when guys like Eddie Lacy are getting a one-year, three-something million-dollar deal uh, with some bonuses up to possibly five million. Uh, when Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, and a load of other guys are just kind of sitting out there with name value, it's hard for Crowell and the Browns to kind of figure that out. I wouldn't be shocked if Crowell signs his restricted free agent tender, but for a running back, that's always a worry. That is always a worry. You've got to get your long-term money when you can. And so when it comes to free agency, I think the only thing you really can expect is the Browns to possibly go after some help in the secondary. Um, I think Tyvis Powell being brought in uh, as a free safety is very, very helpful. Uh, Don't expect anything out of the linebacking core, again, unless you're talking about a backup. And I don't really think they're really in on Jonathan Hankins, who doesn't exactly fit perfectly as a three technique in Greg Williams' defense. But all in all, a really good start to the offseason for the Browns. Here's how I see it. Kenny Britt replaces Terrell Pryor, has more production, more history. Doesn't have the upside, but if if we just call that a wash, meaning he doesn't have the upside, um, but he's got some history that at least shows that he can do it at some level with a lot of bad quarterbacks, great. Then if we say J.C. Treader and Austin Pastor are a wash, that means the Brown side, the best guard in the free agency in Kevin Zeitler. Um, that's a good start. I feel really good about that move. They brought, they kept their players in Jamie Collins they and Joel Batonio with his extension. They replaced Terrell Pryor with Kenny Britt. They've got a really good or the best starting center in free agency and the best starting guard in free agency. And they plan to replace Austin Pastor, honestly, with Sean Coleman. All in all, a really good start to the offseason for the Browns. In the end, it matters if they can answer the quarterback question. But there was no one that they saw they valued in a way that could have answered that question this offseason so far. Cousins is the one exception. Here's the thing. If the Browns really wanted Jimmy Garoppolo and really thought he was a number one style quarterback, they have far more than enough assets to trade for him. So again, that's the Kirk Cousins rumor. That is the closing the book on Terrell Pryor. And that's a quick look at where we are in free agency. Again, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller, at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by this Locked On Browns podcast. And go Browns. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. 
Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.